Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Bill Johnson on the show. And this is a great message because he's talking to us about pruning and about abiding in the vine and how we need to abide. And as we abide, we will naturally bear fruit. It's not something that we have to force or do. We, we abide in Jesus and he abides in us and we bear fruit. And with that always comes pruning. It's a great message. Here's Bill. All right, if you'd grab your Bibles, please, and open to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. The Gospel of John, chapter 15. This chapter is famous for two primary reasons. One is this is the chapter where Jesus says to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. This is the chapter where he unveils that. But the other is the first eight verses deal with a parable, a metaphor, an illustration, not a parable, an illustration of the nature of a believer in our relationship with God. And he uses this terminology, the vine dresser, the vine, the branches, and fruit. He uses those four things. We'll read it in a moment. But the vine dresser, the one who owns the vineyard, is the heavenly father. Jesus himself is the vine. The people, you and me, we are the branches. And the fruit is that which is naturally produced because of our connection to Jesus. No fruit tree, no vegetable garden, no vineyard groans and travails to bring forth fruit. It bears fruit naturally if it is fed well, watered well, and pruned correctly. God rewards all growth with pruning. He rewards all growth with pruning. Pruning in the kingdom is not punishment. People look at the discipline of God and they often assume that the discipline of the Lord, the pruning of the Lord, has to do with punishment. And I say, no, that's not really right. That's not really true. Well, what about Jonah in the whale? Jonah ran into the whale when he was running from the word of God. The word of God is what prunes us. The voice of the Lord is what prunes. Let's go ahead and read all eight verses, and then we'll back up and, um, and just try to go a verse at a time, all right? Verse one, I am the true vine... My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. He rewards all growth with pruning. You are clean already because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire. They are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. I don't know if, this is just a portion of scripture I never, ever, ever get tired of because it seems to be this invitation into fruitfulness. Do you remember the story Jesus used, a parable, actually of the landowner who gave his 10 servants each a mina. A mina is a sum of money. Then there's another story of three servants that received talents. Talent is not an ability to play the piano. A talent also was a sum of money. And in each case, they were to invest that money to make a profit to give back to the landowner. What I want you to see is that from the beginning to the end, God created everything to be productive. Everything is to bear fruit. By nature, everything about our life is to be lives is to be productive and fruit-bearing. God is actually glorified by a system He created where a peach tree will grow peaches, you eat the fruit, you plant the seed, and it grows another tree that brings more peaches. That cycle of life, of seed, of fruit-bearing, of increase, of productivity, is the cycle in which God made everything. His economy is linked directly to his voice, which is not only all-powerful, it is creative in nature. And God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. He spoke things into being. We know that, <clears throat> excuse me, when he speaks to us today, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So his design is that everything would happen through the voice of his word. In John 16, the very next chapter, Jesus describes how he has re-inherited everything. The father has given everything back into his hands, which is fascinating because he forfeited everything as God to become a man. Now, he's still 100% God, so some people misunderstand me at this point. He's entirely God, but he takes on flesh and chooses to live with the restrictions of a human being, of a, of a person, although he's eternally God. But in that position, as a man now, he re-inherits everything. He already had everything as God, but now he inherits everything as man. Why? Because he's our elder brother, and he now gets to include us in the inheritance. And in John 16, he says, Jesus announces, all that the Father has is mine. Now listen carefully. And the Holy Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. He's not merely making an announcement. He's not just merely showing off what he owns. He is transferring resource from a heavenly account into an earthly account, and the transfer takes place whenever he speaks. Not only does God create, not only does he transfer resource through his decree, through his declaration, but the Bible says every molecule is held in place by his voice, by his word. Everything is defined, everything is empowered, 
Everything is created, everything is sustained through his word. So when we come to this story, this illustration of us being a vine, we have the Father God as the vine dresser, verse one. Verse two, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Once again, he rewards all of our growth with pruning. You are already clean, verse three, because of the word I've spoken to you. You know, think through this. You are already clean. So he's announcing to the guys, he said, listen, when you bear fruit, I gotta prune it. And I'm gonna prune it because that way we'll get more fruit. So you've gotta see that the Lord does everything for the purpose of increase. The Father is extremely focused on increase. The story of the talents and the minas, it was always about increase. The minimum level of profit allowed in those two stories was 100% per year. I'm just quoting scripture now. Two stories, the prophet, the two people in each story, the one person in each story that stood before the Lord in judgment was the one who buried what they have. And the Lord said, if they only would have put it in the bank, they would have at least gotten interest. The whole point was, I want you to see how God thinks. He thinks in terms of increase. He thinks in terms of things working to better, to better life, to bring increase, to be productive. The sun gives light, gives heat. Uh, leaves of the trees give oxygen. Plants give seed to reproduce over and over. Animals, the same thing. God has created this cycle of increase in productivity, and he has brought you and me into that life cycle of God himself with supernatural increase and supernatural supply. So he has positioned us. He requires us to bring increase, but not increase that somehow we have to drum up. It's simply increase that comes by staying attached to the vine. It's normal. He'll do the pruning. You just stay attached. You don't have to groan. You don't have to claim. I claim grapes. I claim grapes. I'm, I'm confessing grapes right now. Grapes, grapes are now going to grow. I claim the grapes. You don't have to do it. You just have to stay connected. It's the natural product. He'll do the pruning. You stay connected. You will bear fruit. And we're going to look at part of what that fruit is. So he says, you are clean already because the word I spoke to you. The word clean there and the word prune are the basic same word. So when he says to his disciples, but you are clean already, he is saying, I've already pruned you. How did he prune them? By the word I have spoken to you. The pruning wasn't with a hand, it was with the mouth. It wasn't yelling and screaming, it was adjusting values so they could be more fruitful. Pruning their value system, their interpretation of things. For example, Luke chapter nine is one of my favorite chapters for many reasons. Jesus sends the disciples out in ministry and they are very, very productive. They come back with, with stories, stories of of breakthroughs. They saw miracles happen they had never seen, except with Jesus, but never with them. And now they actually saw it through their hands, through their words, and they're beside themselves with excitement. So they come back 
and they're very, very enthused. The very next moment, you find them in a group without Jesus there. He walks upon the group, and he says, what are you guys talking about? He already knew what they were talking about. They were arguing as to who was the greatest. Some things that are in your heart will not be dialed up with failure and weakness. It will only be dialed up through success. That was Bill Johnson, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Bill Johnson, Abide and Listen. And you can also find out more information about him at his website, bjm.org. Hope everybody is doing wonderfully today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.